All right, everyone, welcome to episode 22 of the Gundam Explained podcast. I'm your host, Adam Blue, where every week I talk about Gundam because it's cool. I need another moniker. I guess it's just Gundam is cool. You know, what can I say? Giant robots, giant mechs. And yeah, it makes me think, like, what are some other cool mechs you like other than, um, you know, what's in Gundam? In fact, that was talked about on this Discord. Maybe I'll look at it uh, in a second. Yeah, if you want to, yeah, join the Discord. There should be a link in the description for that. Some cool talking going on there. Um, also, if you haven't subscribed, why not? There's a link in the description for a giveaway going on to win some cool uh, Gundam stuff. I'm about to hit 600 subscribers, and once I get that uh, on YouTube, um, I'll be doing a giveaway video where I'll announce the winners and then start up the next one. And really, with these giveaways, I'm I'm, I'm really liking the idea of comment what you would like to win, and um, if it's something that is you know plausible, I, I can grab that for you. Um, but also I might have something to give away and I do, I have this white G frame Zaku two that I'll be giving away this time as well. So, but anyway, um, I actually just got back from seeing Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, you know, and Disney MCU stuff, it's not too big of a deal to me. You know, the other Spider-Man movies were fun. I liked the previous ones, Sam Raimi and then Mark Webb, I believe that director's name, you know, the Andrew Garfield ones. I didn't mind those too much, um, uh, but it, it, it was really, you know, this new one with Tom Holland, the Disney stuff, it's it, not too, I'm not too crazy about it, but I do want to talk about spoilers. I won't do it now, but when I am complete with all the Gundam-related stuff that I'll talk about today, yes, after the community comments, I'm going to talk about some spoilers, so stay tuned if you want to hear that, but um. You know, to get started, I didn't get anything Gundam-related this week. You know, a lot with, you know, Christmas going on, you know, with the holidays and all, uh, getting gifts for others. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've got a bunch of pre-orders out there, and so it's just really hard to spend money on Gundam stuff when the budget's kind of tied up on uh, pre-orders. In fact, that, uh, what is it called, the... Um, Perfect Zeong, actually. That one is now shipping from Big Bad Toy Store, so I will be doing a review of that for sure. An unboxing and a review. I'm really excited to get my hands on that one. Um, but yeah, let's uh, kind of dive in. Um, just yeah, showing the uh, channel latest videos real quick. Since the last podcast, I have the Gelgoog Jaeger, or Jaeger, Jaeger, I believe really is the pronunciation, uh, Robot Spirits. Um, action figure review that thing was pretty cool um and then i did the next episode it was episode five for 0080 war in the pocket uh, i'm nearing the end almost at six and then yeah i've watched it before but watching it again this is probably the fourth time i think uh, since i got into gundam and it's just it's still as impactful every time and maybe even more so in a way less shocking but more you know what's going to happen so then each moment that occurs is just much more meaningful so, yeah, definitely check that out and let me know what you think of the series or what are some other favorite series. But really, uh, the past couple thumbnails, I made them Christmas-related because yeah, I, I like Christmas. I like the whole tradition, you know, growing up around here with the Christmas, you know, the, the joyful time of year, Santa, Christmas trees, all that. Uh, and and I like that it's in double waiting. Um, you know, I'll, I'll make some posts. Oh, it's funny, on Reddit, you know, I, I made a post about my video about, hey, this is... Um, a cool, you know, double A, something cool to watch during Christmas. And, 
It's funny people sort of people just comment endless waltz, endless waltz. It's like okay, cool, and um, I mean, really, that post was made for a discussion on 0080. Um, it's very interesting on that Gundam Reddit. A lot of posts are made, but very seldom do uh, discussions really follow through. So that's cool and all. I, that, that's why I'm, I, I kind of like the idea of building a community. Um, and so yeah, let's. Uh, Let's move on from that. Okay. So I brought this up before. I want to say it was a Kakarot uh, 197 video that uh, Premium Bandai is going to have the Metal Robot Spirit Side MS Riggy Z Custom. Love this unit. Obviously, Sharp's Counterattack, but more recently in Gunna Battle Operation 2. And this thing is sick and just. Man, I love the colors, how we have that that blue, what is that? Like, it's not a teal, it's a light blue, a baby blue, like a sea foam, I mean, maybe that's green. I don't know, it just has that, look, and then the purple, and then the other blue and the yellow, I mean, it's just, and the transforming, look at that. Transforms, and it comes with a stand. Uh, everything about this is pretty awesome. Now, you know, I did get the recent metal, uh... Robot Spirits Zeta Gundam. And it was cool. It, I think inherently it's hard to really make a good Zeta action figure. Uh, even the model kits are a little wonky. I love the design. It's just there's something about it. Uh, and I have the metal. Yeah, it's not really a metal build. I guess it's just a cost signature. Even though it has some metal in it. The double Zeta. Although that's a really good one. The thing is about these, even though it's Robot Spirits, they don't seem to be built to be compatible with effect parts that come from the the robot spirits line the main line i think that's very interesting i don't know why it does that but um yeah so anyway here's just another another thing to pre-order right i didn't even pre-order the uh the other boy the ms team uh gm that they posted on here i just can't get them all i'd like to but i really can't now, uh, and I'm going to jump actually ahead real quick. So this is this is very cool. So Moon Gundam, this is kind of a popular Gundam because it hasn't been explored too much in UC. You know, there's the manga, of course. It looks like UC Engage is going to have some moon-related things. In Gundam Battle Operation 2, they added the Vargil recently. And to follow up with that, they are going to release the Moon Gundam as well. Uh, so this is awesome. And so there's this new section in Battle Operation 2. Remember, this is a free-to-play game, so really anyone could try this out. They have this uh, battle simulator you can use, so you can try out any unit. Um, and I guess they call it the Trial. And they have, uh, I guess, are they calling it the Moon Warrior, or is it the Trial called the Moon Warrior? Yeah, it must be that's what the limited mission is, or you know, all missions of the battle simulator have been... Um, have what? Been... Oh. I don't know. This is translated from Japanese. And then we have, yeah, Survival Space Cyclone, the Big O, and the Hayakushiki. And then, um, and then yeah, the two Psycho Gundams. Very cool. So that, that's what's cool about Battle Operation 2, because it's free. And even though it's an online game, it does have some single-player components. Like, if you really want to do some missions on your own and have fun with it. But, I mean, really, this is a cool way. I'm going to take off my jacket. This is really a cool way to get to use the... The Moon Gundam or any other type of Gundam, really, you want to. 
I just think it's really cool that they're actually adding in uh, Moon Gun. They're going that far in the UC timeline. Um, I wonder how much further they're going to go, though. Uh, hey, cat. You know, the cat is scaring me. I don't want her to jump on my chair. Um, she will have her way with it. No. And I have my jacket on there. No. All right, cat. So anyway, and again, I... Oh, you know, another interesting thing... Here's the cat. Uh, another interesting thing is Battle Operation 2 has a lot of free stuff going on right now. So if you want to jump in, yeah, I got a, it was a free, you know, 10 count crate. And I did get a bunch of cool mobile suits I wasn't expecting. So uh, it looks like they're a little more liberal with the prizes. And I guess there's so many mobile suits out right now. There's so many that you could get. So uh, you might want to check that out. And yeah, again, like I said, I haven't been playing it. Sometimes I take breaks because I overdo it. You know, really... Because I was playing a lot of Halo. The new Halo campaign's out. I beat it. I like it. I've been meaning to make a video on my other channel about it. And I'll need, I'll need to talk about it. But um, I haven't even beat the third volume of Code Fairy. So I'll need to get to that. Because I want to be able to talk about it on here. Anyway. Gun of Battle Operation 2. Some cool new stuff out there. If you want to check it out. Um, yeah. Really good game. Curious if any anyone else is playing that. You know... Sometimes I'll play with some people from the Discord. Uh, in the Discord, there's a video game channel, so feel free to talk about that stuff on there. Okay, this is kind of an interesting a topic that came up in Reddit. Not too interesting, but kind of fun, I guess. You see protagonist free-for-all who comes out on top. So, you know, they're showing all these, I guess, the main Gundams from the main UC series and I guess what the hero would be piloting and you know some of my my first thought just went to the new Gundam and Amuro Ray okay it's got I mean because he seems to be a very strong new type and it seems to have that psycho frame ability uh to an extent you know even though it wasn't just him alone he was able to stop the asteroid from hitting earth but still, that influence that he had on the battlefield, you know, that's pretty crazy. And then, you know, I would then look at the Kasai Gundam. That's kind of later in UC, not as late as the Victory 2, but the Kasai Gundam, um, it just seems powerful, huge. Although, you know, I haven't read the, the novel or the manga of Hathaway, but just from the first movie that I saw on Netflix... We didn't really get to see too much of it to of it to be a total badass. It was more of its fight against the Penelope. And that was kind of a back and forth where the Penelope almost seemed just as powerful. Um, other than that, the unicorn seems to be a super powerful mobile suit. Only because, again, it had that kind of psycho frame influence. But I, and it, you know, there's a couple things. They shot that colony laser. Was it? It was like Grips 2, I believe. And they shot it toward the colony where the Laplace or the Vist Foundation headquarters was at. If I believe that's what it is correctly. Anyway, and the unicorn was able to kind of block that. You know, that that's pretty crazy. Um, so it, I think, and, and when it was trying to leave the atmosphere... And it was pulling one ship into the other, or, you know, to connect them. Um, so the 
So between Amaro pushing an asteroid and the unicorn blocking a laser, uh, you know, it's really hard to say what would actually be the more powerful one. Now, you know, a good point that someone made is about the Victory 2, because the Victory 2 is much later in UC. So now we're getting mobile suits that have been in, you know, a history, long history and evolution of the technology of building mobile suits. And, you know, the Victory has the Wings of Light, I believe it's called. There might be a different name for that, but it has the wings. Um, it's able to battle other mobile suits at that time that you would think are more advanced as well. So I'm really curious if it's because we're seeing a gap in the generations of technology uh, that the Victory 2 would just be much more superior. Um, and I guess with the Wings of Light, I think that's what it's called, if that was the the cue of the new type abilities being harnessed in some way, um, whereas, you know, kind of like on the F-91 with the little the fins on the side, even though at that time they don't really talk about new types that much. And how much is it that does someone really have to be a new type along with their Gundam? But anyway, so I would say it would be between the Unicorn and the new Gundam and possibly the Victory 2 only because, I don't know, of its new type harnessing ability psycho ability compared to the unicorn and the new Gundam. Um, and maybe it's technology because it's later in the UC timeline. So, yeah, so pretty cool. And not that we'll ever know uh, unless they do, you know, one of these build fighter things now that I've gotten more into the, what is it, the Gunpla uh, Breaker and the Battle Log and all that. Uh, I like the idea that they're taking suits that already exist having them battle. I don't know. I don't know. Very cool. But, yeah. You know, let's move on. So, you know, one of our, uh, one of the audience members, or yeah, one of the listeners, viewers of the podcast, um, had sent me a Moon Gundam high grade, and I haven't built it yet. I'll be doing that soon. It was considered a Christmas gift, so I'll be probably be building it around then. And you know, with Gundam Battle Operation Two um, launching uh, the Moon Gundam, it really made me want to do a deep dive into the Moon Gundam. And you know, there's not too much to this, so we might kind of take a look at other aspects of it. So for those that are watching it, we can kind of see this front view here. We've got this rear, rear with psycho plate. Okay, so that I'm not too familiar with. Oh, without psycho plate. Oh, I see. So this is a psycho plate. So I'm thinking of it as funnels in some way, whether they're fin funnels or just you know, the funnels, but I guess we'll learn here, they're, they're psycho plates, in a way. So, the AMS 123X X Moon Gundam is the titular mobile suit of Mobile Suit Moon Gundam. It is piloted by Judah, or Judah Cosm. Now, that's very similar to uh, Judah from Double Zeta. And here we go. He's a um... 15-year-old, again, remember, these Gundam pilots have to be young. He's a 15-year-old, and he was on Moon Moon. From what I understand, isn't Moon Moon kind of like some older colony that uh, kind of went primitive? Again, I think we have some time to look into this. Is a Island One-type colony, also known as the Lost Colony, home to an imperative group of space dwellers seen in mobile suit Gundam Double Zeta. So again, 
Double Zeta is referenced everywhere. That's why it's another thing I see on Reddit all the time. People say like, and I'm seeing this actually more than I did before. When I first got into Gundam on Reddit, people were trashing Double Zeta. Now when I'm on Reddit, I see people say, why were people trashing Zeta or Double Zeta? Double Zeta is great. Why do people want to skip Double Zeta? So it's cool to see that people are kind of understanding that, you know, Double Zeta is really worth your time. But so this um, boy, Jutta. So it looks like Jutta. And uh, Jutta uh, Kazam is an inquisitive 15-year-old boy who studies various machines lying around in Moon Moon. During his childhood, Jutta's father, Kratos, died due to being unable to receive Proper modern medical treatment at the time, uh, at the time due to Moon Moo's laws. Ooh, since then, oh, that sounds like America, doesn't it? Since then, he has held the idea that beneficial things should be embraced, even if they are technology from outside. As a result of this, he comes into conflict with his childhood friends and adults who want to uphold Moon Moon's laws. He joined the Warrior Corps and departs with them as an envoy of Moon Moon uh, to request the Colony Corporation for repairs of the colony. During the journey, he jumps out into space to rescue his friend, Maunu, or no, 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 Mauno, okay, who was thrown out into space due to an accident and gets caught up in a battle between Neozeon and Londo Bell. That is cool. He is rescued by Neozeon pilot Agos Lagarto and synchronizes with the AMS-123X Vargil's Psycho Moon. So, I don't think I've read this before, but I like that story. I like that he, it's it's almost like he's just not really, it's not really part of the conflict, but he becomes part of it. I guess that's kind of typical. But I like that it's a battle between Neo Zeon and Londo Bell. That is kind of a cool time period to kind of explore more. Well, and that's really it for that. So not too much from that. Um, huh. So yeah, let's go back to more of the machine here. So, technology and combat characteristics, the AMS-123XX Moon Gundam is the AMS-123X Vargil. Vargil? Vargil? Who knows how to say that, but that thing looks sick. I mean, it has this kind of, like, super Xeon look to it, almost like Gelgoog-esque, Zaku-esque. It's got a lot going on for it. Actually, what did it come from? Sazabi. Oh, it developed into the Sazabi. I can totally see that, especially the shoulders. Okay, that's very Sazabi-like. Now that I'm, I'm seeing that. Okay, um, okay, and it developed from the Psycho Gundam. What mark for G doors? Holy macaroni! What is this? MRX zero one three three. Or 0133 Psycho Gundam Mark IV G-Doors. One, what's with the G-Doors? You got me at Psycho Gundam Mark IV. And it has Titan colors. First scene in... Oh, Titan Remnants. Oh, I love that. Titan Remnants. I'm totally going to get into this. You know, I haven't really gotten to more expanded stories outside of the uh, anime. But knowing there's Titan remnants, uh, remnants that, huh? And the Beamer, okay. So it has some stuff shared from the the Mark II, which is a favorite of mine. That was developed into the Hazel, which is a total favorite of mine. So that that is cool. This is a cool find here. This 
Psycho Gundam Mark IV. It doesn't even say it was developed from. That's kind of an interesting things with that, because I would assume it's developed from a Mark II and a Psycho Gundam. I, I don't know, but okay, that's cool. That Then we get to, uh, from that, in the Vargul, we get this uh, Moon Gundam. Okay. So the AMS-123X, yeah, is the Vargul equipped with a Gundam-type head and repainted in tricolor scheme? Additionally, the backpack's funnel rack has been completely removed and a subarm has been added to the mounts of the Psycho Plates. The Psycho Plates is a Psychomu armament that drifted to Moon Moon along with the head. Okay. This is really wanting me to get into the story of Moon. Uh, you know, and it's, it's interesting because... I do these anime, anime, or the 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 reviews of the shows, the reviews, overviews, whatever you want to call them. I don't know what you call them, commentaries. Where I'll watch it, and as I go, I pause and I'll talk about what's going on because one, I'm tr I'm kind of reassessing what just occurred to kind of soak in more of the lore, but also I just like to talk about it and have the discussion to see if I can get some comments from that. I wonder if I can do the same with the manga. Like I see how on the Gundam Info YouTube they'll have the the manga, like, video form, I would love to do that. It's just it's from Seed, and I don't know too much of Seed, so it would be hard for me to be excited about it or even know what to talk about. It's like I'd have to have that background information. It's like I'd have to be reviewing Seed, which I'll get to eventually. So uh, let's get into the armament. So it's got a 60-millimeter uh, Vulcan gun mounted in the head. The pair of Vulcan guns are not very powerful and typically used for intercepting missiles Destroying mobile suit sensors and the likes. Seems typical for the Vulcans. Beam rifle. A portable weapon passed down from the Vargul. Since the Vargul was a prototype for the development of the Sazabi, it was able to fire scattering beams like the beam shot rifle, which would be created later on. It can also fire grenade rounds. That's cool. Beam tomahawk. A portable weapon passed down from the Vargul. It can be used to slice through enemy mobile suits with an axe-shaped beam blade. It can also be used as a beam saber, beam tomahawk, a sword tomahawk, depending on its energy output. And this is very similar to how we saw, like, the Sazabi. And then, even in Unicorn, those, uh, and I forget if, how often it's seen in the show, but I know when you, the uh, model kits have that more, is it a tomahawk type um, beam saber going on? Okay, Butterfly Edge. Melee weapons equipped on the arms of the MS, they generate... Okay, melee weapons equipped on the arms of the, the MS, okay? So this isn't... It's not a beam saber like sometimes you see attached. They generate beam blades from both sides to attack enemies. They can also be used as a remote-controlled boomerang via the Psychomo for extremely limited amount of time. Very cool. Psychoplate, a Psychomo uh, unit secretly developed by remnants of the Titans derived from the Murasame Laboratory. Very cool. Each of the plates connect to form a half moon during standby and are separated when deployed. New Psychomo technology has been incorporated into their structures and they become both an offensive and defensive unit that can be remote controlled by the pilot's brainwaves. Another cool thing. So that's kind of... Um, you know, like a funnel system. Um, yeah, that kind of really helps me, I guess, in my mind canon connect the developments of like the Psycho Gundam to uh, more of the later technologies that we see from like the new Gundam uh, in the uh, Sazabi 
you know, you know, taking in consideration what we see from the Kshatriya, the Kubli, they they are kind of because this system, I like it how yes, it's it's big. It, the plates are to look like a half moon. It has a really cool design to it, but also the bulkiness of it lends to it being part of this like development. Um, so yeah, I got to say, very cool. All right, history. After the Earth Federation forces received information that Shar Aznable, who went missing after the group's conflict, was plotting an armed uprising against the Federation, it deployed several search forces to various sides. During one of these searches, uh, Amaro Ray's Lando Bell Squadron encountered. Okay, Amaro Ray's Lando Bell Squadron encountered Titans remnants and engaged in a battle against the Psycho Gunner Mark IV G doors, which was equipped with a Psychomu armament, the Psycho Plates. The G doors were shot down by Amaro, and its head and the Psycho Plates drifted to the Moon Moon Colony a year later, colliding with the colony's walls. At the same time, Neo Zeon's Atlante Three which was disguised as a cargo ship, was in the battle near Moon Moon against Lando Bell's Raw Gills cruiser and entered the colony. So before I read that next paragraph, they need to animate this. Anything with some Amaro Ray, I guess they got a battle with the, that Psycho Gun of Mark IV. Uh, this all sounds amazing. The G-Door's head was recovered by Moon Moon and brought into the colony and occasionally reacted... To the presence of the new types. Oh, so that's a very cool aspect. So that's how they were able to... Such as Judicasm and Maneva Lauzabi. So she was at Moon Moon. In an attempt to make use of the G-Doors' head, the G-Doors' head was placed on the AMS-123X Barwell by the Neo-Zeons, as it was the only available Psychomu MS, although initially not connecting due to insufficient psychowaves from the cyber new type pilot Agos Lagarto, the G-Doors' head was later removed remotely activated by Jetta, causing the head to overwrite the Vargal's systems and make the psychoplates compatible with the Vargal. This resulted in the psychoplates freeing themselves from the colony walls and entering the colony, attaching themselves to the Vargal in a crescent shape. Following this, the MS was repainted uh, in a tricolor scheme and renamed the Moon Gundam. So, there's your history there. That sounds fantastic. Okay, and this is, yeah, the other thing. You see Engage is showing some animation from it. Uh, that looks cool. And it's very interesting. Oh, man, look at that. Is that Amaro Ray in a DJ that's maybe a more advanced DJ that has kind of the different colors to it? Um, that is some very cool stuff. So I had that UC Engage, but I think I mentioned before because it's all in Japanese, it's very hard for me to really sit through and play it because the other awesome factor is how how often it's showing animation to tie in what mission you're on so i could only imagine what the moon stuff looks like in fact I, I bet all that's on youtube i just i try to view things officially if possible i love that picture all right yeah it's showing that high uh high grade that i've got that i should i'll get to building soon some interesting development. So it clicked out of that, but kind of showing. Let's see the time period. So that's in UC ninety two, which is yeah, not right before um, Shar's counterattack. Hold on, am I not getting the whole thing here? All right, I guess I'll have to look at that later. But yeah, so. What does that have to do with the double Zeta? I don't know. That's in Japanese. 
But anyway, very cool. It's like this Moon Gundam story has already written itself. They just need to animate it. I guess the same with Unicorn. And really, Unicorn turned out pretty awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to get into this. You know, very cool. Very cool. Well, let's... uh. Let's look at the um, Discord here real quick. Uncle Tom showing off the... Uh, I, is this from Seed? Don't kill me. Is this a freedom? Or a strike? Or something like that? Don't kill me. I love the design. I even have a high grade of that. Um, or I did. I think Either I do or I did. But yeah, I remember how the weapon system looks. Very cool. And then some of my pictures, but those could be found in my community tab. And then uh, this is Uncle Tom with the robots. No, no, no. It's it's a Z gun, but I wonder if this is the high grade or robot spirits. Who knows? The Z Gundam always looks spot on to how it's supposed to look, no matter what form it is. I wonder if there's a tell. Does anyone have a tell uh, for when something's a model kit or an action figure? And then this is cool from Santo Bell, Gaia Gear, the main MS uh, that was piloted by the Shark Clone. So I love that design. I mean, that's like, that's like as cool as the evolution of UC mobile suit designs got through the years, even adding the real markings, which we're seeing here. Yeah, once you get to Gaia Gear, which is way far in the future. Not as far as I think some UC goes, but I mean, that just looks fantastic. I would want that. And apparently this is something that is a prototype of something that was going to come out and then, and then it didn't. Um, yeah. Uh, and then this is, uh, what is it? Someone, did someone say what this was? It's a nice master there. Okay. So this is uncle Tom. Santa Bell is saying nice master there. So is this like the master Gundam, or does he mean master grade? And looking at that, that almost looks like a robot spirits, but I don't know if it is. But I'm guessing that's from G Gundam. Could be wrong. Remember, I just started it, and it's actually very cool. Oh, here we go. Oh, well, Santa Bell, first of all, is talking about... Um, that real great God Gundam, which looks great, and that's up for pre-order, but I have to react to this because I'm actually talking about it right now. Wait, where are those cool googly eyes? I'll just do that. Yeah, ah, very cool. Now, let's see if there's anything else. I want to say there was some other interesting discussion that... Um... Maybe it was in general. Oh, here's a picture of that uh, perfect Xeong that's coming in again. It's like the, you know, the Xeong that Char's in, but it has the legs on it. And I think that was more of a novel slash manga thing. But um, I just love the way that looks. And, you know, that's like classic. Even for me, just getting into Gundam, that's like classic to me. So I'd love to have that alongside my RX-78-2 in a cool pose. Um, yeah, I think. I want to see if there's other stuff because sometimes Will will have a funny thing or two. Uh, he uh, will post in here. And I meant to get to it last time and I totally forgot. Uh, 
Sorry, Will. Anyway. No, that's, uh, yeah, no, that's the Discord. Please join the Discord if you haven't. Oh, and you know what? While I'm at it, I just, I was looking over at my stream. I'm never looking at it, but I have this new thing. Email comments or questions to be read on the podcast. So even though I'd like to read things that are in the Discord and that are the comments of videos, feel free if you want to email me something that's like long form, especially if you want to keep it anonymous, because you can tell me, please don't mention my name. Um, and really it could be where if you want to dive in deep, and this is what I like to do when you want to dive in deep into a certain aspect of Gundam, maybe some philosophical aspects of it, maybe, uh, real, uh, modern day or real world interpretations of certain dynamics that are occurring, even just the technical designs and evolutions, or maybe uh, just crazy canon stuff. Um, uh, even answer questions. Let's say there's something that uh, you want to know about Gundam that doesn't seem to be that easy to find online. I wouldn't mind um, taking a stab at doing some research because I, you know, I like doing research on things on my own time. A lot of uh, ancient history stuff. I like to try to be able to tie things together that might not have a definite answer, but maybe we can propose some theories. Uh, so that would always be fun. Yeah, GundamExplained at gmail.com. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, let's look at some um, comments. Warning. You know, Robert's all over the place. He's always um, liberal with his his commentary. So, um, again, yes, first comment, uh, comment sniped. I'm glad that was sniped, Robert. Glad you sniped it. Nice haircut. Yeah, the haircut was an accident. I think it, though, it shapes fine after some time. So, yeah, that... Usually I don't cut it that short, but I didn't mind. Um, oh, so I'm thinking, uh, or Robert was asking how what I think about Dito panel lining, which I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. I um, actually shot a video. Uh, okay, this, my keyboard isn't working. No, I shot a video where after I built my, okay, I'll show a little sneak peek. I don't think I showed this on my last one. Um, again, it's the lighting. I'd have to... But anyway, I detailed it. The origin, it looks great. I did the minimal panel lining that I like to do, but it still shows that detail. And I even shot a video of it, and I will actually... I don't know when it will go up, because if I get the Xeong this weekend, Monday's video is going to be the perfect Xeong, but if not, I might put up the video I made of the... My review of the origin, where I also showed my panel lining technique, and then maybe I'll have that as its own separate video, just to kind of show how I do it from what materials I use to, like, how I make the details look. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I'm going to close this window. Um, uh, yeah, so more of uh, Robert, so thank you. Again, always asking to stream, man. I... Um, I got to say, it's hard for me just to stream on a whim. A lot of times my, I want to be able to schedule those. And a lot of times my recording is when I have completed my responsibilities through the day. I take a breather for a second to unwind, to clear the mind. And then I uh, start recording a video. So when it comes to streaming, that's, that's a little more work. Uh, Santo Bell. Hey, good to see the Gumpla. The Beyond Global is meant to be a great kit. Open world Gundam game. Oh, you mean like UC Go, Universal Century Gundam Online, an MMO that closed some years back. 
but uh, back now, but still has dedicated set of private servers, ground to space, all manner of roles in combat. Here's a video. Yeah, let's look at this video. Because when I first got into Gundam, I did find a Japanese only or Asian market only Gundam game. Oh, it doesn't look like this. That I was playing. It was like a lot, big map, a lot of players. And now, you know, YouTube does it sometimes. You click ahead and it's like, yeah, I'm going to make you wait. Um, although that looks, oh man, look at that. that that's weird. But no, this looks great, though. Even though I'm not really seeing full-on gameplay, but... Okay, and someone has a link to the Icarus server. Seven years ago. Yeah, there was some some game I played where I had to download some stuff, make it where it looked, seemed like I was in Japan. I don't know, I was probably exposing my uh, network uh, to attackers. I, I work in cybersecurity, so that's always a big deal to me. But anyway... um. There's so much potential with Gundam video games, and they just never really fully get there. I really do feel like, even with Gundam Battle Operation, as much as I like that, I feel like I am settling with what they have, and it's good. I just feel like it could be a lot better. All right. Um, yeah, thanks, Santo. Santo, Bella, slight delay of the gift package, mate. Well, thank you very much. Our cat was crook, so we had to divert some fun. So, your cat was crook, so... Mate, I know you're from Australia, so I don't know the slang either. That means he was being a crook or something, and he did something, or he got sick and something happened, in which case I don't want to make fun of him. I hope your cat's okay. I have a cat, and she can be annoying, but she can also be very sweet. Um, Should send it next week, but it probably won't make for Christmas. Not a problem. I think yeah, I, when I get things, it's, it's, it's awesome. I, so awesome. Uh, going to send a couple of panel line markers as well to make your MS really pop on display. It really exposes a lot of the unseen details. So thank you for the panel line markers. Um, you know what? Speaking of panel lining, but maybe not Gundam. Um, I don't want to offend anyone, but I was talking about, you know, I saw Spider-Man. You know, I try not to buy too many things outside of Gundam, but I had to pick up this Marvel Legends uh, Spider-Man. And the thing is, like, they're only $20, but they're not that great. And one thing, and I think it was hard to, that, to come across on this, is the fact that the, there's no web lines. And I just don't want to, you know what, maybe I could. I was going to say, I don't want to use my panel lining, but I could do it and clean it up and that would look good. So I'm going to test with the, the markers and my panel line, I have the ink, I forget what you call it, um, the little dabber of ink. I'm glad you brought that up. And yeah, thanks if you're going to throw those in. That's going to be awesome. Thanks, Santo Bell. All right. So this is from the Cost Signature Double Zeta Gundam. Now, I was talking about that before. Cost Sega. Cost Sega. Sega. Cost Signature Double Zeta Gundam. Um, that's really great. And so this is five and none. And one. Five and one. I could be missing some. 5A in 1. 5A in 1. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, great to see uh, side by side and nice explain. As someone that has no idea about the Gundam world, are there any alternatives, bigger versions of the Z and Double Zeta figures out there? 
that are not kits you have to build. And as far as I know, no, which would be amazing if they did have them. You know, I love the robot spirits. I would love there to be a line of these Gundams that are taller. And they don't have to be too much. See, where are my hands in this? They don't have to be too much. But enough where we could have little, like, minifigures that move. That have some sort of detail. And that then the mobile suit itself, you can open the cockpit. I mean, that's the thing. With the model kits... They allow for that, but then, you know, not everyone wants to build. I think building is one thing and collecting is another, and it just works for some where you collect and build. Like, for me, I'm more about collecting action figures, but I also enjoy building. So sometimes I enjoy building uh, Gunpla. So I like I like your style there. I would love if there was a larger, um, those would be expensive if they were at the quality I'd want them to be at. So I don't know. That, but that would be great. Santo Bell, some seriously detailed hands, very animated looking. I mean, it's probably meant to be like that, hence very animated, but the mold was very clean. The details look crisp. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with that's a more recent release. The 0083, or no, 0080 had some older releases, but they've had some newer ones. And the newer ones look great, like even the Alex and the um, Saku 2, which I did a review of. Just look fantastic. And yeah, they, and that's another thing. Like, it, 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 one thing that was cool about building the model kits was having it look like you want it to look, but these robot spirits, they really capture the anime. All right. Zendito Seituan. Hey, good to see you. Hey, Adam, want to ask probably a suggestion as well for action figure review. Can you do Gundam Universe toy line review and maybe compare it with robot spirits counterpart uh, if there's the same model like new Gundam? Can't wait for one. Thousand subscribers, man. Yeah, I can't wait either. No, thanks, Indito. So I do actually have, you know, that is a good idea. And I think, yeah, I replied with that. I have the Unicorn, the RX-78-2, the Z8, I believe. And there's a few others I want to get. Like, I want to get the, I think it was the God Gundam. I forget what they called it. Um, And then, yeah, New Gundam. It's The thing is, it's like, I don't want to collect them because I'm already collecting enough of the robot spirits, but I like the idea, and I want to do it since I already have some, to compare it. You know what? And even check, I think I have a video where I did a comparison with a lot of different RX-78-2s. This was actually before I got the Origin high grade. And I want to say I do talk about the Gundam Universe figure in that. If not, I will have to do that. Oh, Robert Westfall again um, with some more of his encouragement. Yes, 20 more, more subbies. He's allowed 600 at that point. And then, yeah, you can always click in on his timestamps to see what he's doing, um, what he's talking about. It's oh, it's always pretty funny. All right, Super Music Forever. I wish they make Triple Zeta back or we are going to back in 80s again. Oh, I had to look that up. Well, I don't even remember. Oh, okay, the Triple Zeta. Yeah, so if you're referring to if they had a triple Zeta, and then um, I looked that up, and I don't know how canon that is. Sorry, really need water. Okay, one thing I just noticed, it has three heads. This must not be canon, but that is awesome. It seems like it would be a Megazord. <laughs> that, that is pretty cool. 
All right, Santo Bell. There, okay, and this is from my double uh, 080 War in the Pocket episode 5 review. There is a similar sentiment in Seed about the Zapped only attacking because the Gundams were there. It's a valid argument. A little chicken and egg, exactly. But still to an on-the-ground officer or civilian, I can see their point. It's another humanizing theme in this and most Gundam shows that continue to make you question who's really the bad guy. I don't mean um, in the theme of overarching goals, but in the day-to-day and moment-to-moment, we are shown in these episodes as characters are faced with these types of questions, these types of situations, the lines, the line does blur. It's a thing that always drew me to Gundam as an animation or novel, something that most Western and even many anime, anime, I think, fail to grasp a greater depth of storytelling beyond cool robots, heroes, and explosions than not everything is black and white stance. Recent example in the more mainstream media would be Thanos is Right or the certain point of view sentiment from Star Wars. And I'm going to talk about Spider-Man. Spoiler. So if you want to stay for that, stay for that. That will be after all this. But uh, that, you know, that's very interesting. What did I say? Good points are all around. Even the Thanos example, unrelated. For some reason, I can't fully get into Marvel. Yeah, that's true. Like, I, I've... I've liked X-Men and Spider-Man, especially in the 90s. But when it comes to the MCU, kind of don't care. The villains have always been kind of like, uh, uh, th- that's why I like, oh, I even sit here, Doctor Strange, because really the antagonist of Doctor Strange was himself, and it was really a lot about that, and I thought that was really cool. But a lot of times when they come to bad guys, and, and they even tried that with Thanos, but I didn't buy it. There's a whole thing, like, uh, there's a couple aspects of Thanos I don't buy. One, he is so powerful that he can snap and do his whole thing. He just doesn't seem that powerful. I was never convinced he was that powerful. I don't know what it is, even though I watched it. I mean, Thor was able to kill him. He just didn't get to him on time uh, the right way. I don't know. It just... I, uh, and then on top of that, it was more of him wanting to do the snap for people to be gone. And that's not even black and white to me with Thanos. Um that's just, you don't know what the repercussions are going to be, but then they reverted it. But it was like five years later. To me, like, that whole MCU thing is bonkers. I So, uh, Robert, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, uh, some jokes. Some more commentary from Robert. Thank you, Robert. Oh, Yoshiki80, why is it needed to watch the full Mobile Suit Gundam and not just the three films? Very good question. So, I would say if you are just wanting to see if you can like Gundam, go for the movies. But, if you want a dub, um, and they expand on not only the world building, so the world these characters are in, uh, but also the different plot elements, like Matilda, when she shows up. In the movies, it was a little bit jarring how Amuro was acting, but when you see it in the series, you kind of uh, get more from that relationship or that, you know, the feeling that Amuro has. Um, it also has that, is it called the G-Fortress? It's something that they took out of the movies. I kind of like it. I, It reminds me of what we see in later Gundam, where there's different elements um even with the double zeta we saw it um what were some others that i was just looking up recently i'm blanking on it but um yeah even the uh victory 
kind of does that in a way. Anyway, I just think there's, I would say, yeah, if you like the movies, watch watch the series. Especially if you then want to go to Double Zeta. Because then with Double Zeta, I'd also say watch the series. And with Double, yeah, with Zeta, watch the series. Did I say Double? Yeah, with Zeta, watch it. And then when you get to Double Zeta, you have no choice but to watch the series, even though I have the link in here for the, um, that will dub, but it, it's just missing a lot of stuff, but it still gives you the gist of the story. But I tell you, there's so many things that happen in Double Zeta that then show up in in the the franchise future, like uh, Shark's Counterattack, Unicorn, all the stuff that happens in Double Zeta is important. And it, it's, uh, especially when it comes to side characters and mobile suit designs. So 5A, 5A and a 1, again, uh, I'm sorry, I'm probably butchering your name. Nice review. Which fix... Uh, figuration is the one you were comparing with. I have the extended mobile suit in action from 2005, and it looks very loose like that. I know the reviews have said that this metal robot spirits one is also finicky, but after the transformation, all the pieces look solid and not warped or draping off. The EMSIA's legs is very loose, and the wing actually just falls at an angle downward. It doesn't look solid. I think I'll end up getting this still. There's still a sale. I can get this for 50. Oh, do it. Plus, with the beam cannon attached, it looks pretty badass. Yeah. So the one I have, let me see if I can grab it real quick without knocking anything over. Okay, that was close. So I keep this. Ooh, this is all messed up. And actually, I might have showed it in the video. Yeah. So I guess you're actually really wondering the name of it. Um, you know, from a distance, it looks cool. Yeah, I remember showing it, talking about it in the video because I like the details on it. It, it's just, it's not a solid piece. Like, it's just, and it actually is broken. I had to glue some of it, and I shouldn't have. I, I did it lightly, though, so I can remove it and kind of fix it. But, yeah, what one is it? It was a three-pack, I think just fixed figuration. It was a three-pack for the Zeta movie. It came with a Hayaku Shiki. Probably getting it wrong. Again, and the Mark II. And they came with these little... They each came with these uh, little clear plastic stands also. So I have it kind of on a shelf. Um, yeah, that's what that's from. So, um, yeah, if you have any other questions, you need some clarification, let me know. But I want to say it was from 2005 because I think it was released around the, the time of the movie. It might be the same one. So, anyway, that is it for that. So, uh, hey, real quick. If I'm really ending the Gundam talk, I'm actually going to get into Spider-Man. So if you don't want to hear about Spider-Man spoilers, this is the time to stop. So bye. <laughs> See ya. But now let's get into some Spider-Man spoilers. So a lot of cool stuff happened um, in it. Uh, you know, Spider-Man, uh, the way home. Man, I'm getting tired. So one main thing I'd say that... I wasn't too crazy about was it was really long to where they could have cut a lot out, I think, or made it two movies. I don't know. I I think a lot of these Marvel movies, even like when I saw Dune, some of it's just a little too long. It hasn't died in it too, but they could cut it down. They really could trim it down quite a bit, I think, just to make it flow a little better. But, and, you know, he's not my favorite Spider-Man. Yes, indeed. Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield show up. 
They look fantastic. Um, there was so much time, actually, even though it seemed like they showed up later, there was still so much time with all three of them that it was absolutely amazing. Uh, everything they talked about, the jokes, the, uh, uh, there was a lot of cool things, and, um, I want to say there was something else that showed up earlier, and I totally forgot, and I don't know why I am forgetting that, uh, just, I get off work, get the kids, go to the movie, come home, podcast, uh, so much, I, my mind is scrambled, but I love how they had all the villains, too. So, my main thing, and we were actually talking about this in the comments, when Santo Bell brought up the black and white thing. The coolest thing they did, even though the story kind of got dumb to get to that point, was the idea that they were able to save the bad guys before sending them back. And I thought that was really a good idea. It was kind of cheesy the way it was done. Some of it worked really well. I think like for for Otto Octavius, which Spider-Man 2 is excellent Dr. Octopus was an excellent enemy villain, and the way he was portrayed coming back was excellent for this and how they kind of saved him and um, he helped out. Um, that was it was very well done. They had, you know, the other bad guys show up as well, you know, uh, and then the post credit scenes. There was two of them. One of them was pretty cool because it had Tom Hardy as Venom. Uh, not as Venom, but you could hear Venom and you saw some black goo. So let's see what that's all about. Uh, it looked like he got transported. I, I don't know. Um, it, but then the post credit scene after at the end was just kind of a trailer for the Multiverse of Madness directed by Sam Raimi, who made the Spider-Man, the earlier Spider-Man films. He's a favorite of mine. Yeah, that was another thing. Bruce Campbell wasn't in this. I was hoping to see Bruce Campbell. So hopefully he's in the Doctor Strange movie. But, you know, they had enough. I think what really sold the movie for me was seeing Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield um, play their Spider-Man characters. It, it just worked, and it was fun. It made me miss. It even reminded me how good Andrew Garfield is as Spider-Man. His, even though I love Tobey Maguire, just Andrew Garfield was what you expected of the Spider-Man. I don't know. It's just... The way he was talking, his jokes um, worked really well. And um, I'm trying to think, I want to say there's, there's at the very beginning, there's this line uh, the girl at the school says to Tom Holland, where she's like, go get him, Tiger. And that was something that they would say in the original Spider Man's, even though that's something people say anyway. Um, it was, you know, the actor that plays J. Jonah Jameson. There was something else I caught that I thought I caught. You know, I really loved how they made Green Goblin look. How he had kind of like the hood going on with the with the sweater. Anyway, if I know this is a really good in podcast, but if anyone else has seen Spider-Man, um, if you want to talk about it, yeah, post uh, either here or uh, in the Discord. We can talk about it some more. But anyway, uh, thanks for watching. We'll talk later.